Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Racking up those numbers. We are indeed. We are fast approaching 150 now. Um, Mad. Yeah, it's cool. Like it, it really does seem like when we did all that preparation for episode 100, that was like felt like yesterday. <laughs> I know, I know. Was that that would have been last year, wouldn't it? It would have been um, like 50 episodes ago. Yeah, that's good maths. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, we pretty much do one a week. Yeah, I think it was like last summer, wasn't it? Like just just Sounds on the eve right. of Bright First. Um, Sounds right. But yeah, so we're not going to be doing any sort of crazy. I'm always like, watching Rob Zombie movies, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah we're not gonna be doing any sort of crazy ranking it will just be a, a regular show like we did for 50 um mm-hmm. but yeah it will be fun times uh, but this week we're gonna be talking about brightburn um which has finally come out to the uk this was quite finally. a big delay compared to the us one i believe yeah, it's uh, been a while like since we've had an annoying one like this yeah like this was a full at least four or five weeks maybe even more um which is really annoying because this was one that it just kills all hype. I feel like like mm. we were excited for this one. I we was I was super pumped for this and like yeah, saw the trailer, you know, and kind of uh, gone kind of right in another horror movie. Like ticked all the boxes, and then yeah, when we just get stung with such a delay, it's kind of mm. it's impossible to not like hear buzz or lack of buzz or kind of interpret what the what the perception of the film is, even if you're not actively looking for it. And so yeah, yeah it, it's a shame that we get those delays yeah it benefits no one like and the fact that we still yeah. keep seeing this is just really annoying but anyway we have finally seen it at this point um, we have indeed but first there is a little bit of news actually some fun stuff this week we we have to start with this first news story because this has just been the best thing we've seen all week um kind of <laughs> arrow released their upcoming releases um as they always do so they've kind of oh my god they seem to be doing it earlier than before like they usually do i don't know if that's the case or not but they've kind of we've got a lot of waves now like you know all of july and august and this is all the way up they're, to the they're end. just like um, picking up mad steam aren't they they just seem to yeah. be growing constantly yeah, which is awesome. Like, yeah, we've already got like Old Boy in August, and like I can't wait to get Lords of Chaos again, and all these different ones. But um, yeah, this next wave they picked up. Um, there was actually quite a few announcements, so it's definitely worth looking up because there were some other ones that people were excited for. Um, but there was only the one. Big that, one. The big yeah, one. Yeah, I just can't. I still can't believe that this has happened. But yeah, they have finally done the Hills of Eyes Part Two. Um, after we've we must have discussed it on the show oh, right about about how much we wanted this to happen <laughs> i mean i like, know we discussed it with the guys from arrow <laughs> yeah like if free from hell wanting to that to exist at fright first if there was a parallel with uh, the arrow video then yeah this is the movie um there isn't anything else that comes close to this for us um yeah you know as far as nostalgia like we grew up loving this movie so so much like this show probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that movie no um, this this movie uh, i feel like we must have spoke about it on the show but it's seminal for both of us kind of mm. you know it was a movie that we got on rental like back in the day and just the box art and everything like just made us pick it off the shelf even though it was part two and we'd never seen part one at that <laughs> yeah. point you know and um watching the movie and we just fell in love with it and, and got and, and like got hold of the version straight away to keep and just watched it over and over again yeah. um everyone so yeah, has this, those this memories. Is like one of our kind of big childhood horror movies yeah for sure like everyone has those memories as a kid of like you know wanting like wanting to watch horror when you're too young and stuff and that that feeling of getting that tape and secretly watching it and this was the one for us for sure yeah. um and yeah the, and like the fact that it hasn't had any proper releases like we, we obviously get smaller releases for some of these uh movies mm. not the the big arrow release and the proper treatment but even just like some of the lesser releases and this was one that like yeah you can get a blu-ray but it's basically the vhs copy that you're watching on a blu-ray <laughs> you know it doesn't look much better does it than any of the other ones no um, it really doesn't like it you know it is it is a very basic version it's a shame that this version of arrow isn't getting the full 4k treatment but we're still getting a 2k up res which is going to be mad yeah it's it's a 2k it's it's only one disc as well um we which I, I can't remember that it's one of their big box ones which is awesome so you get the poster the postcards the booklet the, the whole shebang but you only is only one disc which i don't remember the last time they did all of that for just a one disc release mm. um but i have to imagine it's because of how you know requested this movie is and there isn't necessarily the amount of extras that they would usually like to put on there um yeah. i i can't i don't know if there's any new stuff like i'm hoping that they've managed to at least get some of like whether there's too many cast and crew still around unfortunately to talk to about be fair thing. i would just literally now looking the hills of eyes was one disc oh okay was that that was a big box wasn't it yeah big box yeah okay so you know so it's staying true with that i love that you that just have like the arrow ones on hand <laughs> yeah 
just yeah. You know, if there's anything else you need to know, they're they're yeah. right. They're just right <laughs> in front of me. You know. Fair just enough. Let me know. <laughs> I think the the last house on left one was free discs. I think, um, uh, which is crazy. But uh, check in right now. Might have even been four with a soundtrack or free with a soundtrack. It was oh, something crazy. Yeah, um, it's three disc. It's three yeah. disc. Um, but yeah, so this is out sixteenth uh, of September. If people want to get it, it is sort of a they're doing the whole reduced price thing. So if you kind of pre-order early in the next month, you do get it cheaper. Um, and yeah, definitely check out the other stuff as well because there was some other releases. There was like a big box set they were releasing, wasn't there? With like nine films on it. Um, yeah, that one looked cool. Um, there, there, there was there stuff. was a few like you know that these movies that kind of like I hadn't overly heard of but saw them and kind of read about them and thought that sounds cool like maybe yeah like, which we've always spoke about yeah. haven't we like even though this is something that we already know that we love and we've seen it loads of times but like the real allure for us for arrow is finding those weird, weird ones that we've never seen oh yeah um, definitely but, yeah they always announce those as well yeah and yeah, uh, I can't believe well this. played this awesome. the third disc was a soundtrack nice yeah on the left I did watch all those extras as well. I really, that was like one of my, as I discussed when I watched it, like not a huge fan of that movie, but the the presentation and the extras made it because mm. it's such a fascinating, weird thing, obviously being yeah. Wes Craven's debut as well. Um, so yeah, they yeah. love they love this special edition Wes kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I hope they keep it coming. Like I want I want every Wes movie in this sort of collection. I was going to say, they've had a lot of his stuff as well because like Debbie mm. Blessing you can get as well. Um, yeah. A few others, like yeah, the people under the stairs and stuff. Yeah, people under the stairs, yeah. It's like, I don't know if like obviously these rights, like they still have them because yeah, at some point it would be cool if they could get them in a box set um, like mm. they did with the Romero stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just so goddamn exciting. Like we'll we'll definitely have to talk about this properly when it comes out because I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you, Arrow, so much for listening to us. Um, yeah, this next news story actually is just a little bit of casting news on one of our sort of, I guess, last year's the best TV show that happened. Um, and I found this exciting for a couple of reasons. Um, they basically announced that, uh, so for the, obviously, The Haunting of Hill House, um, mm. returning in 2020, not this year, um, for season two called The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, we kind of know that they basically, uh, Mike Flanagan, who is, of course, returning to direct every episode, which is amazing news, um, that he's you know done with the Crane family and he's not going to be retelling mm any parts of that story it's going to be like an anthology um but you know that side of it we've seen other shows like an american horror story where they have like the recurring cast playing different characters yeah um we didn't know if that was going to be the case or not and they have announced now that we have at least one returning cast member um which is victoria pedretti who played nelly um mm. who was in my opinion a massive standout in season one probably one of my favorites um yeah just so incredible and so i'm so glad that she's back but i, I just thought this was uh, more newsworthy the fact that yeah she is playing a completely different character um mm, yeah because I, I i saw the casting news and i wasn't sure whether kind of this is going to be some sort of prequel where nell kind of mm. pops up or whether it was actually going to be her as a different character yeah because i wasn't Sorry. expecting them to go like obviously this doesn't confirm that it's like full american horror story where it's like oh it has mm. every single person um but i wasn't expecting anyone's return in all honesty yeah um, i was totally fine with them getting a completely new cast even though i loved the cast so much like they were just those characters to me so it is going to be very difficult seeing her in this and not playing nelly because i'm yeah, so attached especially to that character isolated you know from the rest of the cast i feel like mm. they need to have a few more in there just so you get used to it straight away because that's what american horror story does so well yeah, well, obviously Mike has, you know, used a lot of these actors before in yeah. Gerald's Game and his other movies, so I, I can't imagine she's going to be the only one. But I like that that was the first announcement because it sh it builds her up as like the big star that I think she rightfully is at this point. Definitely. Um, but yeah, awesome news. Like we obviously will not get to talk about it for a long time. Like I, I love that we've still got like the next two big Mike Flanagan projects that are both so exciting. <laughs> um, and who else is fair, like we'll, dominating we'll, on two we'll fronts as them. well? We'll see them all in the next like twelve months. Both of those yeah. projects. <laughs> yeah that's the great thing about him it's like quantity yes every year quality absolutely like and it's like oh and film and television yeah. um he's a madman i don't know how he does it but long may it continue um yeah and then yeah this prolific director he really is so. um th this last new story uh is a weird one because there isn't really much to it but it's just funny um basically there's going to be a tv series based upon hellraiser slash pinhead um yeah i didn't you know what? i didn't even click the link to this i'm not gonna lie i mean when you I don't you it, haven't like, missed nope. anything because much like so this is kind of a follow-up to what we did um a couple a of months ago episode police drama where pinhead <laughs> pops up in episode 10 that's that's I, my hopes and dreams i it. hope the episodes are six minutes long um <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, this was a couple of months ago where we discussed that um, basically that there was going to be a reimagining of Hellraiser and it was supposed to be like his big screen return um, because he obviously hasn't had like a big wide cinema release for a very long time, much like the Child's Play franchise. That's that's Um, exactly what came to my mind. Like when you said that just then, I was like, oh, Hellraiser with a budget, like mm. it could be good. Yeah, so that is apparently still going ahead. And again, the 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 kind of very similar to what's going on with Chucky <laughs> yeah. is that, yeah, apparently these things aren't related. Um, it is very much a t- like someone owns the TV rights and someone has acquired them. And like, how on earth is there Hellraiser TV rights? Like, I just don't understand these things. Obviously, it's based upon a novella. So maybe that's it. You kind of are able to adapt it for TV and somehow someone mm-hmm. owns that. Who goddamn knows how this shit works? They just can't um, have any kills in the TV show that have been in any of the movies. <laughs> no one can say Jesus wept and then get pulled yeah. apart by hooks. And if that's the case, I'm not even watching it. No, um, no I'm out. You've, you've lost me. <laughs> but yeah, again, like enthusiasm, there is none because I don't even know what this is. Of course, I would love more Hellraiser, good Hellraiser. Like Hellraiser is awesome or was a long, long time ago and has just been completely Looking destroyed. Looking at my Arrow box set right now. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, he's just been destroyed for decades now. Like we had to sit mm-hmm. through that painful last entry and I don't know if the I've got Sweden. that in me anymore. So I like that at least we're not hearing about, you know, it has another straight to DVD one. It's like, okay, it seems like they're treating it slightly differently. Um, <laughs> but who knows at this point? <laughs> yeah, I, I will reserve judgment. What are your thoughts on like it as a TV show? Like, does that, does that change your opinion regarding as opposed to a new a, film? I'm never a massive fan of these franchises turn into TV, to be honest with mm. you. Um, you know, I wasn't that excited about the Charles play one when that was announced. I, kind of want them to stay in film um but then we've had some real decent adaptations as well so yeah i mean i just want good hellraiser like so if we get good hellraiser great like i want whoever made ash versus evil dead to make this (laughs) hellraiser tv show that's what i want yeah we're not gonna get that (laughs) um hey man like you know they they can do it with no budget like yeah you know they push the boundaries of tv yet again yeah um it'll be interesting to see like you say like very interesting talking about budgets because yeah hellraiser to me at least when it's you know at its best like those first two movies i think is kind of expensive like it's a lot of practical effects or special effects that's fine um a lot of costume designs a lot of different crazy creative deaths like you can't do it on cheap Um, i wonder if it will have pinhead in though like if yeah weird rights issue because obviously just because we're getting hellraiser doesn't mean we're getting pinhead yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. so God knows what's going on with this. So yeah, like I feel like these two <laughs> projects, if they ever materialize, are so far away. But Imagine if both these projects came out and neither of them had Pinhead in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be like for as a film, I'd be more interested if it was like a retelling. Um, yeah. You know, with the whole finding the box and like that couple dynamic that really drove the first movie. Because as we've yeah. discussed when we recently watched them, like the Cenobites play such a small role in that first movie. Um, yeah, it's true. Like like julia and frank are the uh, kind of the champions of the franchise yeah so that would be interesting to see um but yeah i'm sure this is very very far away um and then finally there is a small hype train update um which yeah yeah, it's kind of like a tease of news so we'll be able to talk about it more on the next (laughs) show um you guys will probably already know when you're listening to this (laughs) maybe yeah considering rob's history um but yeah we're recording a little bit earlier so we don't actually know what this is um but he has teased on, of course, his, Rob's uh, infamous Instagram. Um, yeah. Attention, attention. On Monday, stay tuned for news on how you can be a part of a special event and be the first folks to see Free From Hell. It's on. I shit you not. Monday, he is dropping the film on his Instagram <laughs> for three hours. That's what's going to happen. Uh, He's just going to be like, here it is, like three hours, you have at it, and then it goes down again. Like, does he know how the internet works? <laughs> no clearly because, not because if he puts it out there it's out there forever <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. could you good. imagine yeah that's happen. a bold that's a bold prediction i mean yeah, yeah. so obviously I we're mean, on the hearing on his instagram at some point in its entirety yeah. like so why not now oh i'd be disappointed if it wasn't at this point um yeah but uh yeah kind of we're on the eve of the main fright fest announcements uh coming up on the thursday the 4th of july um so this is very interesting to see that this is very again could we just be linking these two things that have no connection whatsoever absolutely um but that's the fun in it um because otherwise it could be a case of you know he's announcing some sort of festival date on monday in the u.s and then also the world premiere because exactly you can't announce 
the you know it being shown at other festivals until the world premiere has been announced exactly so and he's like yeah there's going to be this thing but then the uk premiere which is what really matters for yep. fight first um but yeah we shall see so yeah we'll, we'll definitely be this is kind of like we're going to be talking about yeah whatever this update is and the full fright fest announcement on our next episode on episode 150 um so that's Fun gonna be times. very, very exciting um but yeah shall we talk about this week's film yeah let's do it let's talk about bright burn So yeah, obviously, as we discussed, kind of a long delay on this one. But yeah, when it was first announced, we were very interested in this, weren't we? Um, yeah, especially after seeing the trailer. Yeah, like such a unique thing. If anyone's seen any of the artwork or the trailer, you'll kind of know the general um, gist and idea of this movie. Um, but for people, if, if they have not heard of this at all, what is this movie about? Yeah, I'm going to try not to sing Bright Eyes throughout this review, <laughs> but it just kind of like pops into my head constantly. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... So I guess it's basically like, um, what if uh, Superman crash landed to Earth, but became a bit of a dick instead of a superhero? Mm. Like, <laughs> it's kind of what's going on in this, right? Yeah, that is absolutely <laughs> the the kind of the plot set up and the gist of the whole film. <laughs> Welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, it's uh, someone uh, scrolled that on a napkin at some point, and then this movie got made. That was, that was <laughs> and there was gun script. That was yeah, that, and there was no, there was no middleman or anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, what so, if Superman but bad? Question mark. Yeah. Has six million dollars. <laughs> Rated R? Question mark. Um, yeah, basically, we we get introduced to our husband and wife, uh, Tori and Kyle. Uh, um kind of tory played by elizabeth banks and uh obviously um can't think of the actor's name now david denman from mm. office fame yeah which I, which was which was just very jarring for me i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie um and it's good to see of, still you know yeah getting work we, we get almost no re- real introduction kind of like very early on you know we we open and scene in a movie is those two getting it on talking about um trying to uh get pregnant mm. and obviously you know it's been a struggle for them uh this meteor crashes right in front of them right at the time when they don't want it to like roy was then about to you know, anyway um <laughs> so yeah so then we basically cut to like 12 years or so um and mm. we discover that they have a child called brandon um he knows he's adopted but he doesn't know anything else of his past and um it's kind of the rest of the movie is centered around him discovering that he's kind of got these powers um he's struggling at school you know he's kind of getting bullied and as an outsider and kind of him deciding what he wants to do with these powers and kind of him still being a child kind of what he thinks might be right or wrong isn't necessarily what the rest of the world would think and kind of you know him just dealing with kind of all this extra power that you know um he's suddenly got his fingertips it kind of Mm. it's weird really because it kind of seems like it unlocked like it he didn't it didn't always have it It yeah it's almost i think they kind of talk about it a little bit he's kind of going through puberty and stuff and kind of with that has like triggered these powers to awaken in him there is something that happens that is slightly spoilery so i don't really want to go into it just yet but there is like there is like a thing there that kind of starts this is early on enough it's like it's like he's getting a message like sent to him kind of in his head even then um, though they don't really like explain why now like why at this point like why no. after so many years no but yeah so yeah i mean you know what do you think of this one <sighs> yeah like like you say i was really <laughs> pumped for this movie as well and it just i thought it completely failed on on everything really like outside of that initial setup which is this is going to be the bulk of the conversation we have i think about this movie is like that's it like this movie is just well what if it was you know what if superman was a kid and bad and then and then you have and 90 minutes of that 
and then it ends and yeah. it never really goes into anything else the why of it the who is he the what is his motivation how do you stop someone like this any of that like any back and forth any sort of tension that you'd have in a good horror movie any of that stuff is completely devoid in this movie um because as people have discussed multiple times with someone like any of these crazy, powerful superheroes, because this is very much like a superhero movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you kind of write yourself into a corner, and it's why it works well in a comic book, but not always translates well to film, is that, yeah, someone who's just this completely unstoppable thing, how do you create any tension and, and make you believe as an audience that you might even be able to stop it at any point? Mm. And at no point did I ever think, once Brandon can turn it on and actually starts using any sort of ability, he can just do whatever the hell he wants and when he wants and that's what he does to the point where yeah throughout the movie you're just like well this is clearly just going to end with him wrecking everyone yeah and that's how the movie's going to end and, and it never felt like it was ever going to go any other way if, it, if that's if that's a really interesting ride like that yeah it'll be a good movie but it wasn't an overly interesting ride like um, it feels telegraphed straight away well, doesn't well, it that my, that's all you're going to see probably my biggest problem with the whole movie well the, you know throughout the movie is every person in this movie makes terrible decisions constantly yeah um his mom and dad constantly um aligning to each other and not telling part of the stories constantly ignoring things that no one would ever ignore you've got like the um his aunt who's the counselor like at one point he turns up to a house at like 10 o'clock <laughs> at night and she's like yeah go home now like walk home mm. and i'm like what you're not even gonna like like e even if you're freaked out by him aren't you gonna call like his parents and be like by the way your young son is now just walking home in the middle of the night like mm. everyone makes terrible terrible decisions constantly there's one point where a character is outside and instead of running back into the house to try and get help from from someone else, it just jumps into a car and drives off. Yeah. It made no sense. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it it was every character was dumb in it. And um, that that was the massive frustration for me that, um, it, that there's some latter stuff that I really want to talk about when they really go into dumb stuff, which I'll wait for. But like mm -hmm. it, they really do just make terrible decisions throughout the movie constantly. And um by the end of it it really made me roll my eyes i think the main thing that the you know the movie didn't like completely bore me throughout and i did when when he did actually kind of attack people there were some decent deaths in this movie um yeah it just was too few and far between um and and like you said that it really doesn't set up anything kind of brandon has this kind of um girl in his class that he kind of has a crush on and they kind of go a little bit with that and then ultimately go nowhere with it um you know the whole aunt counselor thing has no real dynamic or or need in the movie and there just seems to be kind of scene after scene that were just racking up running time when mm. really this movie is what we described you know the what if superman was bad with three or four cool deaths in and yeah then kind of an hour of of unnecessary filler yeah um, it's so frustrating and so you disappointing because you, you said like with the characters making bad decisions that yeah. is that is a clear reflection of poor writing like everything that we've watched that has that in it is just yeah. poor writing and that's the main crux of this entire movie is like yeah, we said, well, it just doesn't the, have a story the character in the car you know they obviously needed to get to this death scene and yeah. the character needed to be in the car for it in, in yeah, the he needed to be on the car on yeah. his own in the middle of nowhere and, exactly but he his sleeping wife was in the house and how mm. the hell she stayed asleep i only god knows but and she'd know, gone to bed where she was like i'm not going to stay up for you and then like mm. 30 seconds later he arrives at the house <laughs> i was yeah. like you could have just waited <laughs> yeah um you know it's just kind of those those moments really took me out of it and and mm. you know we've, we've spoke about it a lot on this show when little things like that you can give a pass to if there's yeah. a little bit of sloppy writing if the rest of it is tight but when the rest of it's not tight at all then you pick up on the sloppy writing even more yeah this um, is like a sloppily written movie where it has no substance whatsoever it yeah has, like, say that initial idea which is fine like that's a good concept for a movie and then just add nothing on top of that and even like the cool visuals in this movie which i agree with you there's definitely some cool deaths in this mm. movie but in terms of visuals what i'd want there has they have the one cool visual of the kid floating with the red eyes which is on all the posters it's in the trailer like 10 times and you see it in the movie like 20 times and that's the only cool like image that they could that come up with with this kid mm -hmm. and there's so much more they could have done like his mask is so like far away like they don't really do anything with that either 
Um, the actor doesn't really get to do much either. Like once he actually turns kind of full bad, which you, you're expecting in this movie, he's just like irrelevant. Like he's basically just a CGI. Yeah, he's a non-descript character at that point. Like, yeah. um, the one thing that I thought, like towards the end of this movie, I was like wow if if they were to reveal that he is actually a villain in like mm. an upcoming superhero movie imagine <laughs> if like the end of this movie happens and then like actual superman is in it yeah, or something <laughs> yeah or like deadpool is like looking at it on tv and was like well guess i'm gonna have to get on a plane like yeah. you know and just kind of like suddenly this movie was a was a kind of yeah, a prelude, an actual kind of, you know, a hidden prequel to, to an actual superhero movie. And then suddenly I'd feel quite differently about this, mm. but not not massively in terms of the quality of the movie, but like have some hype and, and then suddenly be like, oh my God, like the, the superhero movie could be amazing. Like, yeah, we know we know, like, uh, you know, this backstory that's not great, but, you know, we had these cool deaths. But I guess like the problem is as well, you know, this movie is a kind of you know rated r movie in the states i'd imagine and it's kind of like well that kind of pretty much knocks out every superhero movie apart from deadpool unless they yeah. were going to do a rated r thing mm. um but yeah i just thought that that could have been a cool thing where this was actually like a hidden um prequel to like a superhero movie but yeah, yeah even then it wouldn't in a world it. where you know there he has an equal would yeah. be interesting but like you say just the fact that he is just you know, he just wrecks everyone in this movie. You know, it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. But it's like he just wrecks everyone, and then the movie ends, and you you're yeah. left feeling so unfulfilled. There's no back and forth. There's no what wonder why he's doing it. There's like the only setup you get is this kind of like free word mantra that he keeps having in his head. And yeah. as a, as a setup, I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like you immediately know that he's not like a good guy and so i'm like okay is there going to be any sort of substance to that who's telling them this message what is the message for and it's not it's just he's just evil and that's it yeah that's the thing because we don't even get like any backstory on where he's actually from like like we said he he gets awoken by this kind of message we have no idea who it's come from hmm. like what it says um because it's in some weird ang alien language and like we really just have no idea about any of that and so when you've got this uninteresting kind of story unfolded anyway, and they give you no other substance, it it, it was a massive disappointment to me, this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's one that I thought could be really cool. And mm. and e even like coming out of it, it really did have some moments and like it got it got a half decent cast. And, you know, like the, the, the stuff that was kind of frustrating still wasn't like boring to watch. Do you know what I mean? It like it wasn't a terrible movie. It just really missed the mark on all the areas I wanted it to hit. Yeah. I, I don't know. For me, I think it is a the terrible movie just because of the sum of all the parts where like the yeah. story is, is non sequential. I, oh, I, agree yeah. with you I mean, I mean, it's one of those movies where I'm not just like completely switched off and like staring at a brick wall. Like it, it was the like, first 30 minutes. I thought were painful. Going, I thought like, it was so dull until like, cause what other like slight spoilers, but honestly, like we're not going to get to recommendations yet, but I don't think you should watch this movie. Um, like the, there's a real hard turn in this movie where it starts just doing the whole, like, well, what is Brandon doing? You know, he's discovering his strength and, and yada, yada, yada. And that goes on for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then there's a massive turning point where the parents just go like, you know remember that time when we just discovered him in a field and and like has he gone seen that weird alien thing we have in the barn yet and and then and then she's like googling meteor storms from 2006 and you're like wait a minute what is going on like suddenly the movie just wants to go like right now this is what the movie's going to be about for the next yeah. hour and it's it it's not done in like a subtle or clever way also, it's just like you two were, minutes if you were to like uh get this baby from a meteor that crash lands in your back garden let's mm. just let's just say that thing happened yeah uh you're then never going to do any research on this mm. like to find out what the hell you're raising like and the only reason is oh because they struggled to have kids so that's yeah that's why if they would have had a baby they just yeah. found on a spaceship they they'd even, be fine they with even it. played the whole kind of um unconditional motherly love thing but the mm. father can kind of turn his back on it quickly which i didn't really appreciate and yeah it just kind of felt cheap and kind of a cheap pop that was not needed and um you know just starting to try to play them off against each other and yeah they're like i say they're constantly making terrible decisions at one point kind of brandon 
throws his dad kind of across the room with the with the powers mm. and then and, and i was like oh okay so now it's gonna kick off and they're gonna be against him and then straight away like two minutes later the, the mum is just like unconditionally back on his side yeah and it's just kind of it really doesn't make sense my f- my favorite bad decision was keeping a part of the alien spaceship in the barn the entire time for no yeah. discernible reason at all. Even um, the whole just, part, of the, the, the whole ship. They're like, well, just, if just we dispose of it, it will raise questions. Yeah, just because they needed a plot device for like Brandon to discover something, and that's the turning point that he mm. knows that he's not just a normal kid. And it was just like, again, so poor. Like one of the worst written movies I've seen in a long they, time. They could have turned that into some sort of like ornamental feature in their garden, and he'd have been none the wiser. Like just yeah. saying, like just <laughs> yeah. disguise in plain sight, like be 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 uh, be more subtle. I think this movie to me is one of those cases where you have someone who's clearly a talented guy in James Gunn behind this movie. And I think that this goes to show you that when you're established and have made good stuff, which he absolutely has done, you then need people to still, you know, ask them questions and actually make them have a script. So I feel it's... like this is a case where Sony have gone to James Gunn and said, if you got an idea for a movie, he's given them the one word, I- the one sentence idea, which is a great idea. And then they made the movie. And it's like, it's... well, no, there was like 10 steps weird. in the middle that you should James... have done. James Gunn isn't credited as a writer on this he's the co-writer it's him and his brother it, wrote it it's brian and mark yeah on imdb yeah brian and mark gunn yeah but not james oh yeah you're right oh no it's just two <laughs> other brothers isn't it yeah oh yeah so he was the producer wasn't he yeah yeah so again this might even so be think... another case of like yeah it's yeah so I that's think a good that's point actually you made it. i totally getting... didn't even yeah see yeah i didn't until i just looked it up and it's like because because I, I don't because it's normally brian and james isn't it yeah so i don't really know what mark kind of normally does yeah that's a good point actually yeah i did yeah. again i didn't even see that like yeah which just makes this even weirder <laughs> yeah so like yeah mark hasn't kind of done a great deal to be honest mm. and and so yes yeah, so so yeah they've even kind of tricked the whole the name james gunn because yeah, yeah just he, like stuck him as a producing minimal. credit and yeah exactly. i feel like did he do anything with this movie at all because yeah. watching it i don't think he did it didn't have any of the charm of any of his movies any humor or well-written or anything really any sort of quality yeah. um but yeah and the other thing as well like obviously the main thing of this movie is like two parents having this kid and like you say wanting to you know love this child and then obviously when he's turning against them feeling that negative aspect and be like what do mm-hmm. we do you know as parents like they can't immediately just call the cops because they don't want him to be locked up or killed or tested on or, or yada yada and it's like so the whole point of this movie is like to have some sort of emotional core and it's the great part about so many movies we've watched in recent years of that emotional core between like a, a parent and a child and i felt none of that in this movie yeah i, I, really, I really felt did. no connection between the, the, them which they're really supposed to have like they try hard early on with like a little montages and stuff and I don't know why it didn't work because the acting, like you say, is fine. Like I, I thought, they were fine in the movie, the cast, and they are a good. Yeah, cast you as just well. you just didn't feel like you say any of these paternal feelings that they mm. had because, um, you know, they they're instantly like disjointed and like you like I say, how the dad kind of like has this awkward relationship already, and he's like, oh, I just didn't know how to be a father to you, and like playing playing that sort of card, and it's just kind of like really cheesy and. Yeah, it just it was really sloppy throughout. Like, and I really do feel shortchanged. Like mm. looking into it and realizing that James Gunn really was not involved in this project. Very like, yeah. like you know, it's our fault for not looking into it deeply. But mm. you know, they definitely try to to get the you know make this seem like it's another Belko that mm. James has gone off and kind of pens this script for a horror movie in between doing stuff. And he, he yeah. really hasn't. That's exactly what I thought this was the whole mm. time. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> honestly, like I'm glad because yeah, we were going to be honest anyway, because we just didn't like this movie at all. And I was going to yeah. be surprised, but yeah, it makes this whole things. I can see it a lot clearer now. <laughs> having yeah, now too. seen it. Me too. Um, and I, I just want to move on from it. <laughs> yeah, we should do. But just quickly, the the one other thing that really stood out to me about this movie outside of the terrible writing was the use yeah. of sound in this movie. Because we've talked about it before where it can really make or break a lot of movies now. And obviously a lot of our favorite ones in recent years have just had such terrific use of sound, really understated. Or even talking about it last week where the, the soundtrack, the child's play just added so much to my overall enjoyment of that mm. movie. And the, the use of sound in this entire movie sucks. Like they're trying yeah. to assume essentially put a superhero soundtrack on not a superhero yeah, movie well, it, it was kind of like this dark like you know s- villain theme that you hear in mm-hmm. like 
this the, the x-men and spider-man movies of, of bygone eras and kind of like it was played so loud constantly oh, it's way um, too loud for the really well, understated it, scenes <laughs> it was really funny because it, it kind of started off loud and then mm. they realized that as the movie scaled it had to get louder and yeah they were like shit we started it we started at eight yeah like how do we how do we uh, keep scaling this up yeah it's and, a good like, point yeah, because end, when yeah when the actual action catches up with the movie you're right it doesn't it doesn't suit it then either because then it's no, too no. big and it's no, exactly. too big early and it's too big yeah, late on you as know, well like, we, we talked you know about the child's play one and how kind of that theme was like subtle and grew throughout and yeah this one yeah just kind of like blasted through your ears and didn't stop but yeah, the early yeah, scenes it when missed... it's just like a look with brandon or you mm. know like him him squeezing someone's hand too hard and the fact yeah. that your hair it like you're seeing the bloody rise of the joker for the first time and i was like what is this soundtrack and then yeah like (laughs) there's there's you know loud jump scares trying to be in this movie which are just like really loud noises (laughs) for no reason like it's that that aspect of it again he's just he's just doing his little bb logo and it's just like in the background yeah the bb thing was so shit as well like the fact that like that you know it was drawn on multiple murders and then the cop looks at it and goes "Hmm, what's this this should this is probably a connection between these two murders in this small town when when he looked at him for like five minutes and was like bb and he's like (laughs) Brandon Bryars? Yeah. <laughs> like, At no point did he just say like Brightburn. Like yeah, it doesn't. Like we live in Brightburn. Like it doesn't matter what it stands for. It's the fact that someone drew this very specific logo at two crime scenes, which were apparently, according to them, completely unrelated and weren't even murder scenes. Like because they thought they were accidents or whatever. Yeah, well, that's and the thing just... as well. I feel like he didn't tell anyone and then just drove to the house and got yeah, wrecked. Like he did. Uh, just every character is dumb as anything. Yep. You know. Yeah, because he's a dumb cop, which would have pissed yeah. me off in any other circumstance. But be the fact that everyone's a moron in this movie, he, he like was, he doesn't he stand out. He was the out. most intelligent character in this. Like he yeah. was a dumb cop, but he was still more intelligent than anyone else. I feel like they really wanted that to be Tony Todd as well, and even he turned this down. <laughs> Tony Todd turns nothing down. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah which would have just somehow i don't know if we have made this movie better i really don't even know at this point um but yeah we don't really need to talk spoilers about this movie do we? i feel like this could no, be one of our shortest discussions for a while yeah. yeah it's just one of those when like it, when it doesn't particularly anger you it's just like i'm not yeah. mad i'm just disappointed in you and i just i just don't want to think about you anymore brightburn yeah like i've seen <laughs> other movies that like like pet cemetery piss me off more and we've seen like flat up worse movies but this is like make no mistake this is in like the bottom five for me of movies yeah. we've seen and definitely oh, yeah. cinema ones i'm like and again this was one that we were actually excited for and had a yeah. cool idea and like we like we don't talk about it in the show obviously because it's not relevant but we are superhero movie fans a lot um yeah. and we go watch them all and, and enjoy them and so like that love mixing with horror is something that massively speaks to us personally definitely. as audience members and the fact that we're completely disappointed by this like speaks volumes yeah um, like if you're not getting us with this movie like you're really not getting anyone yeah it's a shame um we should have just talked about toy story 4 that we saw instead really <laughs> yeah because there's a lot of horror in that and you know there's like jordan peels in it you know there's some, yeah, there's some interesting like, stuff i feel like we could do a show on it yeah there's like a lot of like in really draw like scenes where you're like this is freaky Oh, they are way more scary than anything in Brightburn. Um, Definitely. Just go see that movie because that was and fantastic. It had a, and it had a much better soundtrack. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like, like the, the evil soundtrack in Toy Story 4 beats mm-hmm. the soundtrack of Bright, Brightburn. Hell, hell yeah. Everything about that movie does. <laughs> um, so that was our review of Toy Story 4. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed and we it. We also talked about Brightburn. Yes, we did, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, that's that's pretty much this, uh, it for this week. Obviously, it was a shorter discussion because we didn't really enjoy the movie that much. Um, yeah, yeah, you have you have watched one movie you can talk about as your ongoing saga. Hopefully, people are enjoying this because uh, yep. as much as I am, because um, I really <laughs> the... don't know much about this franchise either. So hearing it all through you secondhand has just been hilarious. I mean, I yeah, you enjoy this one. Strap in then, because... and I'm sure everything you say is like 100 percent accurate as well. But damn right phantasm <laughs> five here we go phantasm five um, is this the so last one this is the last one um because... so they have not made any more phantasm after this no and, and nor will they uh because unfortunately the tall man uh angus scrim uh didn't make it and 
uh, he died before this movie even came out, unfortunately. Oh, really? Well, the actor um, did. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, what? Well, so this was released after his death, but he'd already like yeah. filmed everything. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if he did, to be honest. Right. We'll okay. Get into that. <laughs> yeah. It's always unfortunate but, when that happens. Um. Yeah. So he was he was 89 so he was kind of 87 88 when he was shooting this movie right for the parts he was in because there's some parts this was that... this was recent did you say yes this movie came out in 2016 wow. um and when was the, the one before that oh my god it was like it, it was the longest gap i think uh fantastic was it, in, was it even in the i was gonna say it wasn't even in the 2000s was yeah it? so like wow you know you you got kind of two very well no you didn't actually yeah you got kind of 11 years between one and two <laughs> six years between two and three 14 years between three and four wow <laughs> and, then, <laughs> what? and then what was it 18 years yeah, between that's mad. four and five like so it, in about 15 years you've got another one to look forward to yeah and the fact that kind of like everyone in this cast has been in it since the first film so even someone like uh reggie bannister like this guy is old now. Like mm. he, was, he was a young bloke. No, Reggie's kind of like the, the main character for us. Oh, okay. But also we've got Michael Baldwin who plays Mike, uh, who he was born in 1963 and was kind of a teen when the first one came out. I was say, when did this like movie start man. in the 70s? 79. 79. Right. So huh. like, it's absolutely mad. Um, but the, the actual movie sucks like right. so much which is which is a massive shame mm. it's the first one that's not directed by um don coscarly or whatever his name is coscarly right. um and i can't really say it shows and that's the reason for it because i also thought four was a massive disappointment um mm. the budget base basically dropped off a cliff um they had a decent budget for kind of one two and three for what they needed or especially two and three um but considering they kind of script together for like 18 years, I feel like they got like 20 bucks to make this film. And they kind of tried to go like bigger scale with four and five mm. than they did for the other ones. And this movie is so wacky and zany. It makes no sense. It kind of doesn't want to make sense. It's it's constant dream sequences. So we get introduced to Reggie, who's kind of our you know main character in this franchise. He... Um, picks up straight from four where he's kind of trying to protect mike and 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 get mike back from the tall man and there's kind of like multiple timelines going on where reggie's in the desert fighting tall man then he wakes up and he's in a hospital bed with with mike and he's kind of like oh it's okay you've been in a coma for like 10 years reggie and then there's like this weird future world where the tall man has taken over the world and it's post-apocalyptic and like <laughs> these three timelines are all existing throughout this movie and by the end of it, all three of them end, and it's very unclear which one was the real one. Um, right. Which can sound does sound a little bit cool, but but it, it, the actual kind of film itself sucked. Um, mm. We almost get no tall man in this movie, um, which is obviously understandable that um, you know Scrim was kind of in his very late eighties when this when this movie was being filmed. Um, I'm pretty he he did. Um, I did kind of see that he was shown the film shortly before he died. So like the film was finished before he died. Right. Um, but th there are a couple of scenes in this movie. Like, I'm not sure whether he could, he was very mobile because there are a couple of scenes when the tall man is walking where it's kind of like so far away and it looks like they've superimposed his face on maybe someone else walking because yeah. his face just looks like <laughs> weirdly at like not, on the person if you know what i mean yeah. uh because it's super cheap cgi and um yeah overall like a shame really because the franchise as a whole like the first movie was a was a i got a kick out of and that continued for two and three where it was getting like more and more zany but i was really enjoying it and kind of um four and five were really disappointing and just really just it 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 lost the little sparks of charm and just became this super low budget thing that was making no sense mm. um and not really getting a lot of kills in them either like four and five like that was the thing i liked about two and three like there were some really inventive kills with the ball and stuff um 
but kind of in Ravager, there's just kind of two or three scenes where the ball just bangs into someone's head and the blood spews out of it. And it's like, that looked good in the first movie, but you've got to give me something different, like five <laughs> in. Um, so, yeah, it is a weird ass franchise man like i'm glad that i saw these movies and like i say definitely the first three are, are, are watchable and good um but my god like <laughs> yeah this franchise is something else yeah like it's it intrigues me a lot to be to, to yeah. want to watch it like obviously i know that the quality isn't necessarily there but it's more it's the story like the sto- yeah because like yeah. the fact that there is this franchise that i don't really know anything about other than what you've told me that it's mm. been going for 40 years and and when you think crazy. that the four actors have been in all but one of the movies because they they did recast one of the characters for phantasm 2 right. and then he returned for three four and five yeah so fantastic and phantasm 2 is a weird one because they um at the beginning of this movie they did like a catch-up of all the phantasm movies um Mm. which is part of the blu-ray disc so i watched that and they were like we can't show anything from phantasm 2 as part of this thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't know why i I don't know whether they did that just because they didn't want to show like a different character for mike or what but it was it was just yeah this franchise is just batshit crazy and it's worth watching if you are just like you said you know you're interested in it and being like a big horror fan like this is such a weird unique thing that's definitely Mm. worth just you know being aware of and catching up on yeah so so this was a arrow box set with like all five films um Have you have you watched any of the extras, or would you be motivated now that you've seen all the movies? I mean, there is there is a bonus disc. I would be interested in it because I, I, if there is like a retrospective of just like the whole thing, yeah. Because just like that story of Phantasm is going to be mad because you've got this like director who directed the four and wrote all of the movies. Like I say, all of this cast and like they must love this franchise and i'd love to hear them talk about it and um there is a there is a extra bonus disc just of features and i'm definitely gonna have a look and see what's on there yeah i was gonna say to me that sounds like as interesting like because mm. that's the thing i love about you know with like the last house on well, the left that i discussed especially because yeah. they, they made one of these movies so recent so they must have got together and shot some stuff so hopefully yeah that's all exactly on. and like you know they the fact that like phantasm 4 is mostly made up of things that he shot for phantasm one like it's just <laughs> yeah. the whole the whole franchise doesn't make sense like it's it's mad and it's 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 definitely like something to experience like i'm so just, glad and like it's yeah. such a nice like arrow you know their presentation the, this box set is just absolutely mad like if they did this for other franchises i'd love it because you just got this giant sphere that, that like it just is so unnecessary but also completely necessary for this franchise yeah and then like this giant box set it's it's cool yeah it's i love that stuff especially with arrow because obviously like their front their box sets they don't have a huge amount because obviously rights issues is such mm. a goddamn nightmare like i remember for the longest time you just couldn't get a dvd box set with all the friday the 13th movies because yeah. at no point did any distributor well, you still can't get a blu-ray yeah and like stuff like that is just laughable and it's well it's not laughable because it's just sad at the end of the day and so like yeah it's cool that something like this like a five movie collection all the movies of this franchise and then put them all together is is awesome and yeah hopefully they can get more of this but obviously we discussed like how difficult it is for like how they've managed to get the rights to like hills of eyes part two finally yeah how do you get the rights to when it's franchises that have four or five and more like things you know we'd love to see that to like the chucky and and all these different ones to get them uh, yeah well, you could imagine that's why, like, with Hellraiser, they was like, well, yeah. we've got the three good ones, that'll do. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that was enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Like, it, it sounds really cool. You should definitely check out the extras, because I reckon mm. there'll be some cool stuff on there, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I need this. all this talk needs to remind me that I have so many hours. Like, I've got that ring box set, which I was so excited to get, and I just haven't even watched any of them yet. <laughs> um, especially because, like, I love the first movie. I've, I don't think I've ever seen... I might have seen two ages ago, or, or zero. I can't, honestly can't even remember. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really excited to check them out. I just haven't had the time yet, but yeah, I will very soon. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Obviously, as we discussed earlier on, we have 150 next week, um, which is very cool. And we are seeing a movie that we're Come very excited for as well. Um, Definitely. Because we're going to be seeing Midsummer, which by all accounts, like a lot of the previews have been very positive, which I'm not surprised about, obviously, yeah. given how well Hereditary was got received. That, and got that Fango front cover. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, got that over the weekend, actually, the the sort of the latest Fangoria, the last one in their, uh, their new run of four issues a year. Um, and yeah, the, the cover is amazing with the cover art, and it's a 
uh, to kind of so last issue we had um jordan peele uh being interviewed for us and then now we have jordan peele interviewing ariasta about midsummer mm-hmm. um sort of continuing that trend on so yeah and i already have glanced at it and i'm like yeah i need to see the movie first <laughs> because they spoiled the hell out of us in the last issue so um i'm definitely gonna kind of wait to obviously watch midsummer next week and then yeah read all about it in fangoria um cannot wait uh so yeah and kind of that is kicking off a very busy july for us as well as we've already discussed um come on june was busy enough june was busy yeah and then it's like <laughs> now we've got some midsummer we've got i i know the one you're looking forward to annabelle comes home um we have i swear Crawl. to fucking god man <laughs> it's gotten good reviews in america that's all i'll say um we no. <laughs> we have crawl uh which is cool um give me and some then, of that cruel. So, and then a lot of the TV, like the big one, Stranger Things, the biggest, definitely the biggest TV show of the year this year. Hell um, yeah. Um, and we still want to talk about Nosferatu as well. So yeah. Almost through my uh, Stranger Things rewatch. Nice. In time. Yeah. Very nice. I'll tell you what, that, that show's good. It's good, isn't it? It's we good. should probably talk about it more. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, big fans of it. So I cannot wait. Like, so, it's so good, man. I remember I've only seen, so they did the, the first trailer, not like the teaser where it was at the mall, but the actual first proper trailer. Mm. where we could see all the kids and everything can't remember how long ago that was and they've probably done multiple trailers since then but i saw that first trailer once and i was like i'm in like the soundtrack seeing the kids again they look so goddamn old um and yeah i just i cannot cannot wait next yeah like yeah we're going to be talking about that. We'll, we'll obviously let people watch all the episodes before we discuss it. So that'll sort of be, yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do an episode. Yeah. A few weeks after just, yeah. just to let, you know, like we did black mirror, at least leave it. A couple exactly. Of weeks. Yeah. Cause we're not just going to like, you know, we don't want to ruin these things. Like I know a lot of people and, and it's easy to, and I know I do it a lot as well. Like you want to just watch them all immediately, but savor it. Cause mm. we're not going to get this very often. Like I'm glad I did that. No, with Hill this House. show's special um like both times i watched it it wasn't just a case of just rinsing through it um yeah i feel like i'm gonna have to watch that for a third time before the new season because it's so goddamn good um but yeah that was that's all next week uh but this week was episode 149 where we talked about the unfortunately very disappointing brightburn um but thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start that?